And good morning and welcome to the BSA Capital Five Minute Morning Minor. And it is hot, 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 and it's still getting hotter. Uh, Ollie, how are you doing? Yeah, pretty good, thanks. How are you? Uh, well, I'm actually at home today. Um, I'm having a, a virtual ascot in my garden because it's just too hot to be into the office. Very nice. Yeah, well, it's been a long week and uh, frankly, these markets are so horrible, you don't even want to look at them anyway. Um, <laughs> That's true. But we have to carry on trying to work. We're all in business and uh, investors still want ideas. So I don't think there's an awful lot this morning. I think we had a, a trading update from Glencore. I, I, one thing I noticed from that before you comment is they said that they thought the commodity markets would go back to normal soon. I, I'm not quite sure what they mean by normal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah well i suppose it's this uh sort of you know supply chain issues and and logistics problems i mean the the, the thrust of that update talking about how much higher their coal premium is in australia um compared to the the benchmark um that highlights those those problems really their normal guidance that they should get a premium of about $30 a tonne over 175 as a that if the forward curve is, is benchmarked there in the first half of this year they're expecting between 82 and 86 dollars a tonne over an average of 318 dollars um the Australian government is well actually sorry the Australian the Australian government overall is considering blocking coal exports and New South Wales have actually said you've got to sell it to uh, domestic power stations before it goes overseas, showing how tight this market is. And I think that's really what they're getting at is these logistics problems and uh, supply chain knock on. They're hoping that should normalise, um, but you've still got very low inventories. Um, and all of the new supply that's coming on to to meet the strong demand is is being impacted as well because you know you've got cost inflation of capital projects delays on equipment um everything's getting slowed down in, in bringing new projects on just going to keep prices high we're all getting bogged down it ain't going to change over the summer but who knows maybe we'll come back in the autumn and it will all free up um obviously the war in ukraine and the zero COVID in china are the two biggest issues there mm. anyway um any other news you got this morning ollie uh we started the week talking about uh director's purchases just noting um the camel cfo uh gavin farrar has excised some options and non-exec director mike prentice has also been buying the market well, that's quite interesting because Mike was obviously a top fund manager at BlackRock before he became an non-exec of Camel. Uh, I mean, it's interesting, Camel. I mean, funny enough, I I, uh, I was around with them uh, the other day having a chat about various things, which I'll keep to myself. Um, but actually, you know, although people say it hasn't done a lot recently in terms of acquisitions, of course, it's generating cash like I don't know what. And the stock price has been actually very steady. I mean, it hasn't gone down this year much. I mean, it's down a tad. So it's an outperformer by miles. So all credit to uh, to Camel. Yeah, and it took a while for um, the market to to realise that they were going to have record earnings last year and, and record free cash flow. Um, and it just shows that you know fundamentals do come through um, eventually. 
Uh, it is one of the, it, well, I say one of, I think it is the best run uh, sort of mid-cap mining company out there. Tremendous management team there. Anyway, there you go. <laughs> Can't say more than that, can you? Uh, any One more bit of news. What else? You? I think I've got a little bit. Haven't you got something in lithium, Ollie? Uh, well, yeah, there's an um, announcement out from Weirdale Lithium. I'm not quite sure how um, private companies do RNSs. It's, it's greyed out on investigate but it's it's still there um it's not one i've really looked at before but uh looks like they are trying to exploit the geothermal brines in the northeast uh in county durham um around a site that was previously drilled as a, a potential test hole for for a geothermal plant um and now Similarly to Cornish Lithium, they're looking to um, extract lithium using DLE around those brines that are circulating on the on, on the granites. Um, but they've received funding from the, the UK's Automotive Transformation Fund, just short of £700,000. Um, but, you know, at the early stage, that'll be a significant uh, bit of investment for them but yeah there's there's more and more uk exploration companies appearing it's all pretty exciting yeah it's exciting i mean that they are actually right next door to northern lithium uh which is run by nick popple and richard morcombe is the sort of founder i know morky pretty well he'll be at africa today with his horses um and look there's potentially in the north east there around durham a lot of lithium brine as there is down in cornwall of cornwall you've got the the china clay pits which, um, you know, you've got three players there, British Lithium, Cornish Lithium, and actually Emirates, who are the key to it, because they actually own all the China clay pits. Um, basically, if you look at Cornish Lithium and British Lithium, they've basically just got process capability. Uh, Cornish Lithium have a tiny bit of, of land, but it's tiny. Um, the key to me within this industry, of course, is um, the processing up to battery grade lithium, uh, where you need, you know, a sort of 99.999% lithium hydroxide, not quite that high. Um, and obviously, we think that Alchemy uh, Capital, which is listed in the London market, who we act for, will, will be the processor um, because they've got the Tees Valley lithium plant, which obviously you've been to see, Ollie, haven't you? And that's actually very close to Durham. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Middlesbrough, the uh, site just outside the Tees port. So, um, and, and amongst all the other chemical factories up there, Huntsman, Sabic, um, it's a bit of a agglomeration of, of leading chemical companies there so right in amongst all the know-how and infrastructure um i think it's you know it's it's much easier to do something like that there than it is you know on a remote salar or or wherever you are in in africa to to produce battery quality lithium transporting something else to a to a converter is probably easier for a miner particularly as you know there's not that many people in the world who've got experience of producing a high quality battery grade product and you can see it so quickly in the pricing um how quickly the price drops off if you're just short of that that benchmark um, yeah, I mean, it is, and it's, it's a lot of chemicals and things, why you want on a chemical plant and not out in the middle of the beautiful countryside. Um, but there is this this concept that you make a lithium sulphate on site, and then you ship the lithium sulphate to the um, 
the high grade battery processing plant. But, uh, anyway, there we go. A bit more on lithium. Ollie, that'll probably do. People want to get on. They want to get out in the sunshine, go and get their bets on. Oh, sorry, that's me. Um, I'm sure we'll see you next week. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy your racing. Thanks, Ollie.